My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. So excited today. We have a very exciting guest coming on and we're going to cover a lot of things we have not covered yet. So I'm super pumped. The guest I'm bringing on, Michelle Lewis. She is the founder of The Color Cure and author of Color Secrets. She's also a color psychology expert who helps people discover discover the world of color. She's talked about color on TEDx, EO Fire, BossCon, and PodFest. So many stages, so many publications because of one thing. People want to know more about it. <laughs> Super exciting. She's also the host of The Visible Entrepreneur. So thank you so much for coming on to the show today, Michelle. It's, it's such a pleasure to have you. I mean, we're going to cover so many great topics and I can't wait to jump in. Hey, Brittany, I'm so excited to be here. Let's do it. Awesome. So Michelle, before we dive into any questions or anything like that, I think starting off just by, you know, telling us about your journey and how you got to where you are, because you have a very powerful story. And I really would love to share that with the listeners just because, you know, it, it'll it add a lot of value. And some of the stuff can be quite uh, relatable to some of the people listening on their journey as well. So Absolutely. I'd be happy to, and I'll make it quick because I know what it's like to have to hear someone's story for an hour and it's just so boring. So I won't do that to any of you. Don't worry. (laughs) It's going to be really fast. Uh, You know, I think there are the unicorns out there that find their niche, that launch, that are super successful really quick. That was not and is not me. I've had to be in the trenches every single day, really fighting for Uh, to be seen and fighting for success. And so I think that, you know, depending on who the listener is, there's probably a 50-50 chance that they can relate to me and having to really find your identity and find your career through blood, sweat, and tears. And for me, I grew up, uh, I guess, in... Uh, a different way. Uh, My dad worked on films. And so I grew up traveling the world on films like Face Off, Mission Impossible 2, Wind Talkers, Paycheck. And uh, that was certainly really adventurous. And I guess not super exciting for me at the time, but I look back on it and go like, that was super unique. Um, After that, I went and got my film degree and started working in television myself on shows like uh, Pretty Little Liars, Melrose Place, and Chuck, where I met my husband. Uh, So that was kind of where I thought my career was going to be. At the time, I was dealing with a lot of illness, a lot of repeated illness. And I'm sure there are people that can relate to that and go, well, yeah, I started my entrepreneurship journey so I could work from home because I couldn't work eight hour days, or in my case, it was 12 or 13 hour days. And that was definitely the case for me. It was half health and half having uh, intellectual property taken. And I had to really look at it and go, am I okay staying in an industry where my ideas can be taken and, you know, exploited for lack of a better term, uh, where I have no control and I wasn't okay with that. So I started my own business. Uh, it started with a video training course, getting people more comfy on camera. 
and grew into Visibility Vixen, teaching people how to get more visibility and publicity. And then about a year ago, um, I had a, just to be totally honest, I had a very sudden miscarriage and it made me really sit back and think and go, am I doing a hundred percent what I think will actually change things and what brings me a lot of joy? And the answer was no. And when, when I really dove into it, I realized I really love color. Like that's the one thing that has stayed with me through the film stuff, through the healing stuff, through, you know, all of these different things, getting a degree in interior design, all these things. And so it made me really look at color in a unique way. And when I realized how much that could help businesses, business owners and brands, that's when I decided to found Color Cure. So long story short, that's what got me here. Incredible, incredible. I'm sorry for those hardships, but I also thank you for bringing that up just because like we mentioned, there's there's people listening who are also going through something like that or have gone through it. And, you know, those extent, external hardships affect, you know, what you're doing and um, affect you as a person. So to get over those and really get to the point where you want to be with your business, I mean, new level, new devil sometimes, right? And mm-hmm. um, it's nice to see when when you can get to that next level still um, and do something you're passionate about and that's serving you as well, right? So absolutely. Amazing. So tell me a little bit about the biggest challenge within your business and how you were able to overcome that. Now, I don't know if you want to talk about the color cure business a challenge within that or another one. Let me know what you think. Sure. I think probably the biggest challenge happened when I first launched my business. And it was because, you know, I did all the work. I did the photo shoot. I did the website. I did all the things, had all the offers together, posting on social media and nothing happened. And that can be really frustrating, especially when you've not only dedicated time, but resources and you're going like, what am I doing wrong? And the first thing we do is beat ourselves up, right? It's got to be me. It's got to be my face. It's got to be my messaging, blah, blah, blah. And so I thought, okay, well, instead of self-torturing, what if I just look at this objectively and go, what's one thing that I could pivot that might change things? And that's when I looked over on my bookshelf and I saw a book I'd gotten in film school that was called, If It's Purple, Someone's Gonna Die. And it was all about film psychology and how they light things in different ways to bring you emotionally through the story. And I thought, well, what if I do that with my brand? And so I looked through, you know, different color meanings, especially in film and decided I'm going to tweak some stuff. I'm going to do another photo shoot and I'm going to relaunch with this really strong cobalt blue color. I'm just going to see what happens. And the reaction was explosive. And I thought like, this is crazy. Like I didn't change my message. I didn't change, you know, my face or anything like that, or my offers. I just changed the color. And that's what started getting me into this journey. And I think that was the biggest pivot for me. And when I started looking at the stats and realizing, holy moly, like we don't realize it, but when we go to the store or when we make a purchase online, 93% of our decision is based on color alone. And that's something that I think is really missing from this industry. So my biggest failure actually led to the pivot for what I do now, which was pretty neat. This is incredible. I love it. Thanks for sharing. So I know one of the topics um, 
that came up in the application was, you know, how to keep and close deals. Do you mind covering that? Because I think you have a lot of value to add to that. And so many people are wondering, how do we do that? So yeah. So when it comes to keeping and closing deals, my perspective is definitely rooted in sales psychology with visuals and really niching down into color. Most of us choose a color because it's our favorite color, or we've heard that it converts really well, or, oh, this will look really masculine, really feminine, really rich, really whatever. And we don't understand what primary emotion we're wanting our ideal client to feel when they come to our page, when they come to our service, when we are in the DMs trying to close the person. So that's the first thing that I like to focus on. What's the primary emotion you want them to feel? And then how can you bring that into the visual environment of the sale? And some people say like, oh, well, you know, I'm, let's say a network marketer. And so I do all my deals over DMs. I don't have a website. So what you're saying doesn't really apply to me. And I say, well, do you wear clothes in your profile picture? I hope so. If you're wearing clothes, then you can definitely pivot the colors you wear and you can actually even bring color into your messaging. So if let's, let me give you an example. Let's say that you are a life coach and you focus on helping people balance their hormones. And maybe your primary color right now is red. Well, red might be a little bit too aggressive if the primary thing you want them to feel when they see you for the first time is balance. In that case, you want to be in more of an orange environment and you want to focus your language on balance, hominess, earthiness, connection, those types of words and verbiage that can actually help you in a sales process to not only close a client, but keep them happy, keep them escorted through their customer journey and have them coming back and referring you more and more because you're so memorable. That's so amazing. You know, and we don't look at it that way. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. that's incredible to know that there's a whole nother effect to it, honestly, effect to closing deals and keeping them. So Love it. Oh my gosh. Now, I guess you, you touched on where you are at with your business. Now, can you tell us a little bit about your services and how you deliver them? Sure. Uh, with color cure, I knew that there was really a gap in the industry of teaching this process, this sales psychology with color. So what I'm doing now, I actually wrote a book, it's behind me here called Color Secrets, and that really dives into how holistically we have to look at color and relating this to our audience. When you're thinking about your colors, let's take advertising. Let's say you're doing paid advertising and you might say, oh, well, then I'm going to use red because I want to inspire action or I'm going to use blue to make people trust me. There's more than that. And so we can't really just Google a word and hope that, you know, okay, blue just means this, right? We have to look at a color historically, um, how it's been used culturally, like uh, red might mean something here that means something totally different if your audience is based in Russia or China. So when you're doing paid advertising, those are things to consider. So that's what the book's about. And then I've off- I have a couple of mini courses that help people dive into color sales psychology and finding your color season for the clothing you wear. And then uh, the rest of it is one-on-one consulting with services, especially through web design. Uh, people bring me in to partner with their sales process and their funnels, their ads, all that kind of stuff to just give my perspective on what the customer is going to feel and how they're going to react based on the behavioral science of color. Incredible. Wow. 
This is amazing. I love it. Uh, you know, all these things I never had an idea about with color. Like it's crazy. It's actually mind blowing. I mean, people don't talk about it. How many of us started in the industry and it was all about, okay, find your identity, find your message, you know, find your unique you. And it's like, we put so much work into the words and the tone and the offer, and we don't put any work into the color. And yet that's what everyone sees. I mean, only what 6% of communication is verbal. So what does that leave? That leaves the visual. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Tell me one of the most fascinating things about color that you find personally, I know you have so much experience with it alone, but what would you say one of the most fascinating things that you've learned or that you've noticed uh, when it comes down to color and color cure and stuff like that? You're going to let me get nerdy and I'm really excited about it. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Please! I think one of the most fascinating things is that color, you know, essentially is light and light has vibration. So what's really powerful is like, for example, I have a friend who can't be in the sunlight. Well, that's really hard because your body is really dependent on sunlight to manufacture certain hormones. So she felt like, well, I can't really appreciate color. I can't be in the sun. I can't do any of those things. And I was able to say, well, wait a second, every color has a vibration. So let's put it in your home. Let's put it on your body. Let's put it in your environment, whether it's through artificial light, whether it's through clothing, whether it's through wall color, like it's all the same. And that really opened my eyes to how incredible color is. There was something done um, called the double slit experiment where people wanted to study light particles and how they behaved when they were being observed and when they weren't being observed. And it was very interesting because it would move from particle to wave, depending on whether or not it was being observed. So in that way, color really has a life of its own and it really does respond to whether or not we're there, whether or not we're observing. The science proves it over and over again. So it's really this underutilized tool that can not only impact your business, absolutely, attract your ideal clients, absolutely. But for you as a business owner, it's also a really powerful tool that you can use. Every day that you get up and go to your closet, you can support your day's intention based on what you're pulling out of it. Depending on, let's say you're really high stressed and let's say that you're neurodivergent. Well, then you're not going to want yellow in your office environment. You're going to want something more calming like blue. Whereas if, you know, you tend to be really low energy, maybe dealing with a little bit of depression, well, then maybe we want to bring that up with some yellow or a little bit of red. Like we can really support ourselves as business owners using color in our environment, not just in the visual representation of our business. This is, oh my gosh, I need to add color into my life. Yes. <laughs> really? though, I didn't, I didn't realize all of these things. Like, my gosh, honestly, it's so, life changing. Like where, when it comes to your work, to yourself, to your home. Wow. Yep. Like you could look at my office. I know we're listening right now, but Brittany can look at my office and she sees gray and blue. 
Like that's pretty much it. I'm wearing blue right now. You can probably tell by that, especially after you read the book, like, oh, she's probably a super fiery personality that needs to focus on calming herself down. That's why she's put these colors in her environment, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's really amazing what we can do. And now you know like why I had to pivot and why I had to do this business because it's such a revolutionary concept that I want everyone to learn so that they can help themselves. Like it's called color cure for a reason, not just for our business, but for ourselves. I love all of this. Like, oh my gosh. And this, this is why I was so excited for this interview because never before have I ever talked to anyone about this kind of stuff. And I I wasn't aware of it. I wasn't. And like, now I'm so fascinated. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have a whole bunch of questions in my mind. I'm like, I want to ask you them all. Hit me. But because if you had you not said, look at the room, like the blue and the gray, if it wasn't for being on a color, a podcast that's talking about color, I would have no idea. It wouldn't, it wouldn't really clue in. Right. Like, wow. Yeah. But subconsciously you're getting a feeling you're getting a vibration, you're getting a frequency, you know, since we're going over waves here. So it's really interesting because you can figure out like, okay, I'm going to be on stage today. I'm going to focus on this color or, Hey, I'm going to be with a client today. And it's our, it's a discovery call. I can focus on this color. You know, you can use it strategically in your life to just enhance what you're intrinsically doing. I was working with a contractor coach. I didn't even know they existed until like two months ago, but someone who is a former contractor who is coaching other contractors and we had a call. And so he, uh, in his next meeting for his next gig, he wore blue because he wanted to focus on the trust and the intellect of his process. And he was so excited because it was able to support his intention and help him close the client. So it's really fun to see this used in day-to-day life because it does work. It's incredible. Would you mind telling me what black comes off as? Yes, I would love to talk about black and I'm going to throw white and gray in there because it's really important to know from a scientific perspective, um, uh, sorry, black, white, and gray are not in the visible light spectrum, right? They are not one of the primary colors. If we're talking mm-hmm. about the primary colors, the visible light spectrum, that's the colors of the rainbow. According yeah. to my research and especially Charles Klotz, who was the author of Color Medicine, the other colors you can add to that are pink and magenta. You can prove okay. scientifically that the body has a reaction to all of those colors. It does not, however, have a measurable reaction to black, white, or gray, because, you know, it's either all the color or none of the color, depending on how you look at it. So what I like to call these are white space colors. These are great colors to use in your brand and on your website to surround your primary and secondary colors. Cause obviously if you came to my website and it was all red and orange, you would probably have a very strong reaction and be like, get me the heck out of here, right? We need to be able to have a beautiful, well-spaced site. And that's where these, you know, supportive colors come in, like the white, gray, and the black. But what I deal with a lot is people usually come to me and they're the CEOs of their own business and they only have black in their closet. That's it. And I can say, 
okay, well, tell me about your sleep cycle. Tell me about your energy level. Tell me about, you know, your personality. How do you feel day to day? And usually there's some level of struggle of suffering. And so this is a really easy way to start adding things in to start waking those parts of your body up that respond to that specific frequency. Does that kind of answer? So I'm not saying never wear black, but like if I wake up, I'm feeling agitated. I'm not on any calls. I just want to kind of be out in nature and just relaxing. Then I'm going for a neutral color. I'm going for a black. I'm going for a gray or a white, but let's say I'm really feeling, um, high anxiety and I know I'm going to be on calls. Then I'm going to put on a blue or an orange because I know that that's going to help me balance and calm. So it becomes kind of like a tool set, you know? And what other colors say you didn't have the blue or the orange, what other colors would bring down that anxiety? Ooh, green for sure. Green. Okay. Green is a great color. It's right in the middle of the visible light spectrum. Our eyes hardly have to make any adjustments to see it. There's more variations in green than any other color. And there's so many studies that show how green pretty much can bring anything into balance. So this is literally, especially in color medicine, which is like light therapy. This is the color you use in between other colors to bring everything into like homeostasis. So it's a great color to have around you. It's why we love nature so much. You know, I think it was designed like that for a reason, but green's a great one to just calm everything down and regenerate and heal and stay in growth mode. Oh my gosh. So many questions. I have. <laughs> love this conversation. I love it. But I know we have a short interview. So I wanted to touch on, you know, the podcast. Do you want to mm-hmm. just jump in and tell us your intentions behind it and where you're at right now with, with it? Yes. I want to tell you because it's a mess and I think people need to know. Uh, <laughs> I've had it for about five years. It's called The Visible Entrepreneur. Um, It's a great show. I've poured my heart and soul into it. It covers everything that I learned with visibility and publicity, especially showed kind of my pivot into color. And now I'm in decision phase of pivoting the show much more uh, niched into color. What I'm figuring out is, am I focusing on the sales psychology of color or am I bringing in other aspects of color as well? Like what we're talking about with the wardrobe and the healing and all that kind of stuff. So that's the phase that I'm in uh, just for total transparency. And I've been leaning a bit on my audience to see what they want. And that change will probably be coming in the next couple of weeks. That's exciting. That's not too far away, you know, before the new year still, it's exciting. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And uh, So do you do more solo episodes on it or interviews or a little bit of both? I do both. Um, I've interviewed a lot of people, uh, including Jamie. And, uh, you know, I think that there's so much value in all of it. I think what I see happening in the future is actually bringing people in outside of the entrepreneur business industry and other experts, especially in light and uh, color. Cause I just, I find it fascinating. And I, you know, I, I have so many wonderful friends who are really supportive, but are also like, you need to niche down and just talk about sales with color. And I'm like, yeah, but it's hard because like 
there's so many aspects to it. And I think that sometimes it can be the sales process, like we've talked about, but it can also be like you were asking, you know, what does this mean? And what can I maybe wear to support this? And that's just as important for a business owner. So I have to figure out how to put all of that in one box. Wish me luck. (laughs) That's a tough one. But also, like you said, if you're doing solos and interviews, that's kind of cool. Cause then you can be like, Mm -hmm. I had questions on this topic. Let's cover it in my solo episode next. Oh, it's exciting. Oh, I can't wait Mm -hmm. for to see how that goes. Thank you. Me too. It'll be a fun ride. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So with the podcast, and I know you said it's been a mess lately, or it was. Now tell me, what are the biggest pain points that you're finding with it now? I know it's not up quite yet, but or expect to happen. Sure. I think, you know, I say mess jokingly, and I think that so much of business is honestly a mess most of the time. Uh, I think for me, it's really not being afraid to let go of the visible entrepreneur because you know that that's been my home for five years. That's been my safe space. And I can talk to you about those topics all day long. Uh, being willing to make the pivot, being willing to, you know, change directions and, you know, the possibility of rejection, I think is there and, you know, going into in a way unforged territory. And I have to remind myself, When I started Visibility Vixen in 2015, visibility was not a word in this industry. People thought I was nuts and like, I'm kind of just doing the same thing again. So I guess there's safety in that, um, being willing to step out and to pivot, you know, when you feel called to pivot. And those are the things I've really had to step into, you know, as, uh, as someone who's leading this for lack of a better term, color revolution, and knowing that there is no roadmap for it because no one's done it yet. And that's okay. This is incredible. And yours is so unique, right? So that's exciting. Yeah, I think so. I'm glad you think so. I too. think it's very exciting. I'm excited for you. Uh, now, what would you say um, with the podcast and the way that you think it's going to start running again once it's up? Are you using it as a lead generator? Are you using it? Um, could tie it into the business. Tell me a bit about that. Yes. Um, I'm a huge like systems girl. It has to make sense. It has to work for me forever. And there has to be structure. So what I usually do is I actually usually write out a blog, um, get all my points out. And then literally when I record, I'm looking at my blog. And that way I can think about, okay, where am I sending them? What am I opening for them? You know, what funnel are they going to go down? So that's what I really like to do. And that's what I've done for years with the Visible Entrepreneur, which is great. And then my main vehicle, um, aside from listeners, obviously, is actually Pinterest to the blog. And then I have the podcast as video, audio, and text. So that's usually my biggest um, traffic driver. That's amazing. Yeah, it took me so a while exciting. To <laughs> but yeah, it's got to be a fit for what you're doing, and it's got to it's got to make sense, right? And it's got to mm-hmm. be in order too. So that's great. So you know, tell me a little bit about the biggest focus for 2023 in regards to your business and your podcast, if you don't mind. I don't mind at all because it's just <laughs> such a crazy ride. I actually just signed a lease today for a new office because I'm going to be opening up color analysis, both in person <gasps> and virtual, 
which is fun. You've probably seen Congrats. it on TikTok. If not, you know, if you're listening, just go onto TikTok and put in color analysis and you'll see it. Uh, but what's interesting is what I'm going to try to do is not only help people find their season, but using color psychology, help them find their key communication colors. So whether if it's in their brand or just what they're really wanting to come across to the people they're coming in contact with, whether they're real estate agents or brick and mortar or virtual or whatever, to be able to go like, okay, let's say I'm an autumn and the tones I'm going to focus on because I want to focus on connection. I'm going to have purple balance, orange, and focusing on the future yellow and helping them build kind of like a capsule wardrobe in their season, but specifically dedicated to the intention of what, how they want to connect in their relationships. So it's going to be fun. I love that. Now you mentioned season colors. Uh, I know you touched on a few things here, but do you, do we want to just touch on that one more time? If Absolutely. I might've, I'm, I'm hearing all this stuff and I can't remember if it falls under season colors or if it doesn't. And of I just course. would rather you. Oh, I'm sure after that. this interview, you're going to lay down for a bit. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so color seasons, what that is basically is figuring out the right tone of color that goes with your natural coloring, your skin. So being able to go, okay, you have warm undertones, you have cool undertones to then figure out if you are what they call an autumn, spring, summer, or winter. How this is helpful is because, especially if you're going like, okay, my brand color, I know it, I've studied it. It's, I'm trying to think what I haven't talked about. It's magenta. I know it's magenta and I'm just going to go with a magenta that I find. But then the problem becomes whenever you're on an interview, like we are right now, maybe you start hating that magenta because it looks terrible on you. This is how we kind of get around that by figuring out, okay, what tone of magenta is going to go best with your skin. And that way you're going to feel really good about grabbing that orange out of your closet instead of worrying about looking like a traffic cone. You know what I mean? So it's really helpful <laughs> yeah. to figure out, okay, what clothing. So whenever you go to the store, whenever you shop online, you know exactly what shades and what tones of the shade work best for you. This is so interesting. Oh my gosh. And then you mentioned, you also mentioned key communication colors, key communication colors. And that's when you said, okay, if you're having anxiety, you can wear, you know, green, um, or blue. So those are kind yeah. of the key. Okay. Figuring sure out the list goes on. It does. And like, instead of you feeling like, oh my gosh, I have to go to the store and buy 12 colors, you know, of everything going, okay, I'm going to focus in these kind of colors because this is the main messaging I want to communicate to my clients, to, you know, passerbys, to meetings, whatever it may be. Cause maybe you're not really wanting to push people to take action. Maybe you want them to be more introspective and to be more reflective. Well, then you're not going to be wanting to wear the reds. You're going to want to be wearing more of the blues and the purples. So that's kind of my unique spin on color analysis. Cause I think that, you know, you don't necessarily want to have every single color in your closet. You can, you know, I'm going to love you for that, but having those key communication colors that you can especially wear uh, to meetings and in front of your ideal audience. Oh, this is just amazing. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come on and really talk about colors, really give us that idea of what's out there and what it means and how it can affect your day-to-day life. 
like incredible, incredible, incredible. I'm so happy you were able to take the time of your day to share that with me and my listeners, honestly. Of course, this has been so fun. Thanks for letting me open up about color. It's my favorite thing, as you can tell. I love it. Well, you're very amazingly good at it. So thank you. This is amazing and really enjoyable. So also, if anyone's looking to connect with you and your offers or anything to that you have to offer, yeah. What would be the best way to go ahead and reach out? Yes, I would love to connect colorcured.com. So that's cured past tense. Uh, That's where you can find, especially my upcoming book. It'll be out very soon in the next week or two. So you can grab that if you want to start on the journey. Otherwise, if you just want to connect on social media, I'm color cure pretty much anywhere you look. And I'd love to see what you have going on. Feel free to share with me your website, your, what you think your key communication colors are. I'm fascinated by all of it. So I'd love to connect with you. Incredible. Thanks again, Michelle. Such a pleasure having you on today. Thanks, Brittany. It was a blast. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure or higher entrepreneur and want to come on just like our incredible Michelle Lewis, please go to top100interview.com. We'd love to have you on as well. Thanks, guys. Catch you on the next one. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.